Welcome back to another episode of The Goddess Talks with me, Elise 5K. And today we're going to talk about how to activate your pineal gland. So the pineal gland is a tiny gland in your brain that is located beneath the back part of the corpus callosum. And it is part of your endocrine system and it secretes the hormone melatonin. It is a pea-shaped gland in the brain and people seem to not understand its, its function. But the ancient Egyptians had this... The drawings all in the wall and the eye, you know, the third eye. They call it the third eye, basically. And people really don't even know what it means. So they call it like the eye of Horus, right? Now, Horus is one of the most significant ancient Egyptian deities who was a god of the sky. They call him Haru. Sometimes. Horus. Hor. Har. And his parents are Osiris and Isis, or... Aset and Asar, okay? Also, the Greek god uh, Apollo is what they consider Horus as well. And the point is, the third eye is the eye of God, okay? Your third eye is is like a what Rene Descartes would call the seed of the soul. Everyone has a pineal gland, and it's how we generate our reality. It's in, literally in our brain. It's the mechanism of the brain that creates assimilation, if you will. So Rene Descartes, the philosopher, regarded it as the principal seed of the soul and the place in which all our thoughts are formed. So now this gland also sometimes contains calcifications called brain sand. And people be like trying to decalcify their pineal gland because they think that it makes them not be able to see things in the spirit realm. All right, so to keep this short, because I have to go do some stuff, the pineal gland is how you observe your reality, basically. It's how it's your imagine. It's con- activated by your imagination. So if you want to activate your pineal gland, activate your imagination. As we said in the podcast, the episode before, episode 41, observation creates reality. Now, what is observation? It is the act or process of observing something or someone carefully in order to gain information, the ability to notice things, especially significant details, an act of recognizing or noting a fact or occurrence, often involving measurement with instruments, you know, an op- you know. So in a nutshell, you create your own reality by observing. So if you're observing what is, it's going to always be that way. If you are observing what the preferred state, like you have to literally see it in your from your third eye, you have to create it. So observation creates matter, right? So you you need to use your imagination to see what you would what you prefer to exist, and the matter will be formed basically because this shit ain't real. This is a virtual reality simulation based off energies and frequencies, particles and waves. So waves turn into particles, which is matter. So, boom, there you go. And if you don't believe me, just research what is inside of your cells. Research, go to the atoms, and see what's inside of that. It's six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. That's carbon. And that is code. We are code, literally. So you can change the code by changing the frequency, by imagining a different... You know, imagining something different and then staying focused on it. And and it is done unto you as you believe. Everyone says this. Know thyself because, you know, you got to bring order from chaos. I realized that I, yesterday I realized I don't know myself as much as I thought I did because I had to 
I came up with some beliefs that were negative that I didn't know I had. I was able to change them and then revise the past with my thoughts and my meanings that I assigned to that particular event and to that belief system, which eliminated it from my reality, essentially. So the law of attraction states that thoughts are things. But, like, how do you stop thinking these things, you know? Like, I didn't have the tools back in the day when I came across The Secret in 2007. I was like, what? Wait, thoughts are things? Well, what if I think of something bad? That means it's going to happen. Oh, my God. So thoughts, think of thoughts like this. Thoughts are exactly like waves on the ocean. And so our minds generate vibration that is constantly at work. Our thoughts, our feelings, they have frequencies. Just like sound and light, radio, ultraviolet waves, a thought vibrates through the mind. And whether we're aware of it or not, our thinking manifests into reality. So Though, and I've felt energy coming from my literal forehead. Like I felt energy at one point shooting. Energy was shooting out of my forehead. And so I began to wear a bendy, yo. Everybody was like, what's wrong with her? Is she Hindu now? Like, what you Hindu with something? No, I was trying to protect my energy. I was trying to keep my energy. When I put the bendy on, the energy stopped leaking out of my, my like I didn't want it to leak out. I wanted to stay in. You feel me? That's just what I, you know, because I was anemic and I was like, why am I so tired? I was doing everything to like not be tired that even now I have PTSD. I'm healed from anemia, but like I still have like PTSD, like I'm afraid to like lose energy. So I'd be blocking people that drain me like I don't play with my energy any, 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 anymore. That said, thoughts, a thought vibrates through the mind. And whether we're aware of it or not, our thinking manifests into reality because it is a wave. Now, remember about the particle split experiment. Observation creates reality when the the observed particles, the observed waves turned into particles or something like that. Something to that effect. Basically, the waves turn into particles, which is becomes matter if you observe it. So basically, quantum mechanics demonstrated how a wave frequency can be altered. The shape of a wave has peaks and valleys. Energy waves are encoders and carriers of information with an infinite capacity for storage. So when you overlay an opposite-shaped wave onto an original wave, the original wave is straightened. Essentially, you cancel out the characteristics of the original wave by overlaying a new exact opposite set of peaks and valleys on top of it so you can change the vibrational frequency. See what I'm saying? So put it like this. Thoughts are like sound waves. And this has been demonstrated with sound waves where researchers are attempting to create a quiet environment. And you can use sound to literally cancel and silence the unwanted noises. And I think they call this resonance, but um, the technology is used for corporate offices adjacent to noisy buildings or it's like software that they this is a technology that they use to cancel out. But it's they do that with, with, with resonance. This is science, guys. So the mechanics of changing thoughts. So let's extend this now to understanding the mechanics of changing thoughts or emotional patterns. Comprehending this is taking into consideration the subatomic, casual level of thinking and feeling. If you identify an exact opposite positive thought to counter a negative thought, you are using this principle. So take a moment and think about the word stress. Now take a moment and think about the word relax. Think about the word fear and now the word safe. It sounds simple and it is. So the trick is that you have over 60,000 thoughts per day to work with. Oh, Lord. Which <clears throat> I had to create a thought notebook, actually. I'm not even going to hold you. I had so many thoughts because of the ADHD that I'm not claiming. 
But uh, I had so many thoughts that were disorganized. And remember, order from chaos is what we is the goal. I had to create a thought book with all my thoughts organized, like a freaking quantum computer. But it's a notebook, so then I can refer back to what I was thinking, or to what I would like to be thinking, what I should be thinking based off of what my preference is. So if I have a negative thought, I go, I refer to the the opposite thought that is positive, and I know exactly where it is. Like it's, it's 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 deep. Like this is what I did to get myself together. But so yeah, you got sixty thousand thoughts per day to work with. So. To change your thinking, you must adopt the belief that your perception of the world is what determines your reality, the meanings you assign, your belief system, right? Your perception of the world. And I had to block somebody because their perception of the world was negative, and I didn't want that in my carrying over into my world, you see, because that's not my perception. And the things that I see regarding that are not his reality. They're my re- And he told me I'm not in reality. No you're not in my reality. You're in your reality, and I don't like your reality. I'm going to go back to mine, so we don't need to talk because I don't do that. Like, I'm not with that. So so when you discover how to effectively choose your perceptions, you change your ability to cultivate happiness. Now, I came across yesterday a negative belief that I had about that. Uh, regarding the situation, I felt like I, was, I had told one of my friends, I was like, I'm sensitive to energies, right? And that's a belief. That's a perception. That's a belief and a meaning that I assigned. And so I don't like that. I don't want to be sensitive to other people's uh, frequencies and stuff. So then I, so I decided to, to change the belief, and then I did a revision. So I said I've never been sensitive to other people's frequencies. I am strong in my frame. I, I'm, I'm not sensitive to frequencies um, I'm protected. I'm covered. I, I don't absorb other people's bad energy. It just, I've never have done that. Like never, I've never, I've never absorbed other people's frequencies and I don't currently absorb other people's bad frequencies. I don't do that. So I changed, I, I realized that that's a belief that I had that I don't prefer. So I changed it. And I'm, I will continue saying that until it fully, uh, saturates, you know? And I feel like this is why they say, like, to stay away from people that always bring up your negative past that you're trying to get, you know, get over or you just, you know, you're over. That's not even like this shit didn't even really happen, honestly. Like, I don't remember that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it literally didn't happen. Or, you know, you can see it in a different way. Like, that was what needed to happen to get me to where I'm supposed to be because everything's always working out for me because uh, that was supposed to happen because it's a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. Because now I'm able to do this, such as such, like you really have to reframe every little thing negative uh, into a positive or, you know, it's about your perception. You can take one event and so many people will perceive it a different way based off of their frequency, their set point vibration. So my mom is gifted at this. She will not she does it only for her things, not other people. She does it for her things. Um, she knows how to reframe. Like, she does this naturally. And I used to think she was delusional, but actually you're supposed to be, actually, because the pineal gland is where you create, uh, it's how you create your perception, you know, of reality. So the meaning you assign, so if you assign a negative meaning to a neutral event, because all events are neutral 
right? If you assign a negative meaning, then that event will be will end up being negative for you. But if you decide that I assign a positive meaning to this event, to this thing that happened, and and, and I had a, my friend had an event, a medical event. It was really bad. You know, she couldn't walk for a very long. Like she still can't walk. And I I assume like that it was a positive thing because sometimes like even with for for me when with my serious anemia issue I like chronic anemia for a long time I thought that it was at first I was like it was bad oh my god like it's ruining my life I can't do anything but actually it it was meant to be it it actually helped my life it was a positive thing because I was able to figure out energy. I was researching like how to stay, keep my energy. And, you know, I became like super smart and super, uh, spiritual and super knowledgeable because I couldn't go anywhere because I was too tired. So I, my energy was like, I didn't have the desire. I really didn't even have the desire to go anywhere to get dressed up. Like, so all my focus was on expanding my consciousness. So that was meant to be. It was like the best thing that could have ever really happened to me. Also, it kept me off the streets and it kept me safe. So, okay, your perception, your reality. So to change your thinking, you must adopt a belief that your perception of the world is what determines your reality, the meaning you assign. So when you discover how to effectively choose your perceptions, you change your uh, ability to cultivate happiness because you have far more control over your internal world than your external world, and this is the best place to decrease stress and raise your happiness. So true. We're specifically referring to your response to situations via your thoughts, emotions, and actions, and the meaning you assign to neutral props. This is a stage. All the world is a stage. This is not real. You are, this is your world. Everyone ha- everyone's God. Everyone has their own universe that they're in charge of, which is what you call your life. Okay, so when you change your response, you change your experience of the situation, okay? You're you're vibrating at a different frequency. You're resonating. You're resonating at a different, uh, basically, Bashar calls it uh, parallel realities, where you turn the channel. He, He gives it an example like it's TV channels, and if you're on a certain channel, which is a radio, it was like a wave channel frequency, you can just like change the channel, which is shifting to a parallel reality. And how you shift to a parallel reality is you decide. I don't prefer that. This is what I prefer, and this is what it is. Even if it ain't, because see, circumstances don't matter. Only your state of being matters. So even if it ain't the circumstance, you have to say, uh, uh-uh. uh. See, what we not gonna do? We not finna do this, and then decide what it is that you prefer, and then stand firm in that that it is. This is what it is. I don't care. I literally don't care. Like, this is what it is. I can't, I can't do this no more. We're not doing this. Okay, so, you know, this anemia thing that keeps happening to me, what we're not going to do, we're not doing this. I can't be anemic forever. This is not going to work. I decide I'm not anemic. We, this is what it is. Then, boom, the doctor is like, oh, why don't we try this uh, medicine that is given to hemophiliacs that will stop your, you know, bleeding which will make because I had 11 iron infusions like it wouldn't I couldn't it wouldn't take literally I just kept being anemic regardless so she was like oh and I'm like you mean to tell me this whole time literally this whole time there was a medicine you could have gave me to stop the bleeding and then I wouldn't have 
had to get 11 iron. Like, for real, though? But, but see, I decided that I was no longer anemic in that moment, and the, and the universe literally was like, oh, look, it's a medicine. Boom. Literally, I was, I've been going through all these things, birth control, all these different things. Literally, you really could have just gave me this transexamic acid. Like, you've known about this for years, and you, you, this is what you're, and you're just now telling me this? But anyway, I, I vibrate on a different frequency, and the, the, the cure came, is what I'm saying. I created a reality of which the cure was available. That's what I'm saying. So, when you change your response, you change your experience of the situation. The single factor has the potential to dramatically alter the course of your life journey. So, levels... Two, there's two levels of internal control, your perception and your response. Perception, how you perceive an event, which is, I, I feel like your perception is also like the meaning you assign, which is part of your belief system. But <clears throat> you can break it down. It gets like a rabbit hole. But to perception, how you perceive an event impacts the amount of stress you experience. You can choose to view a situation in such a way that validates your reasons for feeling stressed or you can decide to view it so that you feel motivated and up for the challenge to deal with it because every action is preceded by a thought and an emotion. So it's a good idea to start with your perception, right? The meaning you assign. And if you plan to rewire your experience of stress, basically you got to rewrite your code by, I, I would say, affirming the new thought. So if you have the bad thought and the bad meaning, go ahead and assign a positive meaning to the event and then begin to affirm rewrite a different thought and maybe even write it down in a thought book write it down so you can remember like this is the thought okay don't even write the negative thought just write the positive thought and then you have to stay up on it and then when you have the thought you you start affirming the actual new thought that is actually real because remember your pineal gland is, gen is generating your reality this based off your thoughts and beliefs it's a, it's a projector or something like what what is it what would i call it like it's like a, a virtual reality simulation machine which is your brain and it like powers the avatar but we we don't exist we're, we're not really here we're some we're there like somewhere else that's that's too much okay too much all right the point is <laughs> You got to, okay, response. So it's about how you respond, okay? So you may not be able to control what happens, but you can control how you respond to what happens, and also you can control the meaning you assign to what happens. Your response includes not only your actions, but also the degree of tension you allow in your mind and body. Decreasing your mind-body tension requires working with mind-body practices. So one of the strategies that has been found to be most helpful is called brain spotting therapy. And it's your response that will either stop your experience of stress or perpetuate and fuel the stress cycle. So I think I would say I don't have that. That's, I don't, I'm never bothered by that. I've never been bothered. Like, come on. Like, you have a bad thought. Oh, no, I don't do that. That's not happening. That never happened to me. Like, for real. And the brain doesn't know. The brain, this is how much of God you are. Whatever you say, it says yes to you. <laughs> like, it hit me. I was like, what? Yeah. Whatever you say, it's like, okay. So if you say, I'm stupid, the, your God, you, you, your brain, the reality is like, okay. So then you're like, I'm smart. Then, okay. 
I'm a fat bitch. Okay. I'm a skinny bitch. Okay. Like, what? It's like, whatever. It's like, it says yes to everything. So you can literally say, well, this is what I want. Okay. I'm a genie in the bottle. You got to rub me the right way. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. You got to rub me the right way, honey. You got to rub yourself the right way. Because the genie in the bottle, my friend, is you. And God is good, bro. I, that when I realized that any that your, your the reality says yes to everything or God says yes to everything no matter what I was like oh my God God is good then God is good actually if if you learn how the algorithm works it says yes to everything so use your pineal gland activate that shit and create with your mind don't create with what is. What is, is like, oh, some bull, you know, you're observing something bad. Why are you observing that? Oh, this guy, he he kept talking about oppression. Certain groups of people are oppressed. And I'm like, that's what you're, like, that's what you're focused on. Like, that's why I don't see that. Like, I'm not, I don't see that. Like, that's not what I'm seeing. I see people doing really well and thriving. And, you know, that's what I see. He's like, no, it's bad. Everyone's fucked. <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta go. You, <laughs> I can't. You're not gonna drag me down, right? I don't see that, and I'm not gonna see that. And what we're not gonna do is make me see that. So, and then he was like talking about the government is bad. I was like, I felt like the government's been really good to us. They gave us money during COVID. People got PPP loans. Like the government cares. They got Obamacare, if you got a pre-existing condition. Like, I just don't understand. I'm like, they're trying to help us. He's like, no, the government is trying to destroy us all. And I'm like, why would the – I don't see it like that. Like, why would the government try to destroy us and shit? Like, stop. They're not. It's not. No, they care. They're trying to get the student loans canceled. Some of the people don't want it, but then it's probably going to work out in my favor because I have a student loan. It's going to work out for me. It always works out for me. Like, I don't know what the government did to you. But for me, you know, I'm going to get the student loan canceled. I'm going to, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm, it's not like I have a job, like using my degree, my MBA. I have an MBA and a BA in mass communications. So it's not like, I mean, I, I think, I feel like this podcast is me utilizing my mass communications degree though, but back to the subject at hand. So Rene Descartes, right? He has all this uh, literature that he wrote about the pineal gland being the seed of the soul. Like he was onto something. He really was. And I love, I love philosophers. I love thinkers. I love like reading their ideas. I love ontology. I love studying about the nature of reality. It's just always been so fun to me. And, and so my dad taught me Rene Descartes when I was like seven, right? He was like, I think therefore I am. And I was like, what? Like, that's how I understood, like, mental constructs of reality. And he would say things like, do you see that chair? What is that? Or he would point to the chair and be like, what's that? And I'm like, a chair. And he's like, no. How, how do you know that's a chair? And I was like, because we said it's a chair. And he's like, but it could be a stool. Like, it could be a table, in fact. You could put something on that, and that could be a table, actually. The only reason why you think it's a chair is because we'd assign this as a chair. But to someone else, it could be a table, or it could be a stool, or it could be a, a, a ladder. There's so many things you can do with this chair. Like, it's really not a chair. And I'm like, whoa, you're right. It's not a chair. Yeah, so my dad taught me, uh, I think, therefore, I am. 
which <laughs> I what do we say in the, the last podcast? Yahweh is to exist. The Amen God of Christianity, Moses, is I am. To exist, I am. I think, therefore, I am. Rene Descartes really wanted to unravel the idea of consciousness. He wanted to know his self. And philosophers always want to know. They want to know, and I love it. I want to know, too. I want to know myself deeply. And I'm getting there. I'm, I'm like, so many layers to me, like, that I didn't even know existed. It's like an onion. It's like quantum is, like, into infinity, so many depths. Like, I've just now uncovered so many beliefs that I didn't know I had, and um, I worked so hard. I'm like, how do I uncover my negative beliefs? Well, as they arise, you identify. Like, if it's not, all it is is if it's not something you prefer, that's it's not true. If it's not something you prefer, it is fucking not true, okay? That's how you identify it. That's just, you don't got to go to therapy. You don't got to do shadow work. Although, although, uh, what I will say about shadow work is that I think that sometimes understanding your trauma and your childhood, you actually begin to want different things. So that could also affect your reality. Um, Knowledge of self, you know. So I do think shadow work is good. I had to do shadow work when I was anemic because everything was just so much for me. During being anemic, any little thing was just triggering. Like everything was hard and it was just – it was – crazy it was a crazy dark night of the soul that what they call it and I did I had to do shadow work because I was like why am I so tired I really didn't know I was anemic this anemia thing was like the bane of my fucking existence okay like I was so tired all the time and I felt like I didn't have any energy to do things that I wanted to do I literally wanted like I wanted to make these songs I was tired unmotivated I thought am I depressed I went to the therapist and what my therapist, she did say, she did say that I it was, that I'm not bipolar. Because I was like, the doctor said I'm bipolar, that's why I'm tired. And she said I had a major depressive episode. She was like, you are not depressed. And I was like, I am, I think I'm depressed. She was like, you are not depressed. She's like, if anything, you're histrionic. I feel like you have histrionic personality disorder. Because I was anemic, I was offended. Histrionic, honey, what we not going to do, I'm, I am not histrionic. But because I was making such a big deal <laughs> over everything, she assumed I was being dramatic. She didn't know that my, you know, I was anemic. But when you're anemic, everything is like big. It's like, oh, so hard. Why is it? Why am I doing this? So tired. It's so hard to put my clothes on. I'm depressed. That's what it has to be. As soon as I got iron in my body and started getting some oxygen to my brain. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm not depressed. I'm not. And then I began to organize my thoughts. Anemia causes brain fog. I think, therefore, I am, which assures me that I think the truth, except in order to think it is necessary to exist. So if you can think... Whatever you think is, the universe says yes. God says yes. Your pineal gland says yes. So if you want to activate your pineal gland, how to activate your pineal gland is assign a positive meaning to whatever you see and also use your mind's eye to create what you want to see. If you drive a Ford Escort, okay, 
and you want to see a Lamborghini, then when you, every time you look at that Ford Escort, I'm going to need you to see a Lamborghini, literally, literally. That's how to do it. And um, change your beliefs, negative beliefs, assign a different meaning, change your perception. Everything is positive. Everything is good, okay? Everything is good, no matter what. In fact, let me read um, Ego Trippin' by Nikki Giovanni because this thing right here, this is how I think now. So I was born in the Congo. I walked to the Fertile Crescent and built the Sphinx, okay? I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100 years falls into the center, giving divine perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne drinking nectar with Allah. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti, and the tears from my birth pains created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. I gazed on the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert with a packet of goat's meat and a change of clothes. I crossed it in two hours. I am a gazelle, so swift, so swift, so swift you can't catch me. For a birthday present, when he was three, I gave my son Hannibal an elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built a new ark. And I stood proudly at the helm. As we sailed on a soft summer day, I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Men atone my loving name. All praises, all praises. I am the one who would save. I sow diamonds into my backyard. My bowels deliver uranium. The filings for my fingernails are semi-precious jewels. On a trip north, I caught a cold and blew my nose, giving oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my errors are correct. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. The hair from my head thinned and gold was laid across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except by my permission. I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. And so with that, as always, that's how you activate your pineal gland, okay? Thank you for listening, and peace and love. Yeah, I'm driving slow in the fast lane, chopping through purple coating. I make them holler at them blue things. I make them call on my name.